When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. It's Cormac and Saoirse here on FM 104. Still to come at 10 o'clock, we'll be doing a quick recap of the email saga that we went through trying to get 50 grand. Basically, some scammers have been trying to uh, get us to part with our money. They said they've got 50 grand for us, but, but all they need from us is like a 500 euro processing fee and we'll be able to get that money. There was no reply back from them on Friday night uh, and I honestly thought that we had, uh, we'd ruined it. We'd lost it. We uh, might I have assume so too. blown our cover. There, there's, there's, there's been some updates. So we didn't hear back from them on Friday evening, but we'll, we'll see if we're any closer to getting our hands on this 50 grand and what the overall outcome of that will be. Uh, seriously, the question again. Men do what twice as much when they're in the company of women? Um, yeah, we've loads of um, uh, dirty and appropriate answers that have been just sent in here. <laughs> but um, yeah. it's none of those. It's none no. of the um, ones that we had in, obviously, already. It's nothing to do with washing yourself, being hygienic, changing the bed sheets. It's not uh, lying. Is it exaggerating? No. Uh, and that comes it's in from... It's not a personality trait. It's not something that you say. Okay, that came in that from uh, Pamela, by the way. Good evening, Pamela. Pamela is working out uh, in Ballymount on the night shift with Kean. Pamela and Kean, ah, how are you two guys doing? Um, they are here. You're in from 8pm till 8am. My That's God. Very tough. Uh, what are you doing out there, by the way? Are you allowed to mention? I'm trying to think of... Um, yeah, actually. 8 to 8 out in Ballymount. Yeah, let hmm. us know. Let us know, Pamela. What's the crack out, out there? I'd be interested to know still going on the old night shifts. But there you go. Hello, good evening. Thanks for tuning in. Um, so I think somebody might have gotten the answer. Is it hold open doors? No. Tom, good not evening. Hold. We're not allowed to do that anymore, as we said. Can't do that. No, you do you that, you get a punch. That. You're like, oh, boo. Uh, Sweatmore Derek, we just had on there. Farting from Suzanne. Uh, is it shake hands? Now, Risa said shake hands. Now, I mean, does that mean shake hands with other people or have shaky hands? Yeah. Shaky hands more in front of women might be, might be a thing, wouldn't it? Possibly. Uh, bit, bit, bit of nervousness, nervous. yeah, bit yeah. of nervousness. Uh, so I think, I think, I think, I think that Jess might have it correctly. Is it something to do uh, with eating? Yes, it is. Jess, you're a seasoned pro at this stage. You know what's going on. Yeah. So Jess says, so. Uh, Jess thinks men eat twice as much when they're around women. Is that true? That's apparently true, yes. No. There's a study done. For example, they eat 93% more pizza and 86% more salad than they would eat in the company of men. Now, this was a study that was done, obviously, where they were given both of those uh, dishes to eat, uh, one in front of women, one in front of men, and they actually ate pretty much 100% more when they were with women. Um, and apparently, it's to do 
with uh, instinct so that they're trying to impress women so they look stronger. I wouldn't say it's instinct. I would say it's just not losing money because girls, when they go out on dates, they don't want to eat. I remember having these arguments where, you know, uh, girls can only, on a first date, would only pick certain types of food. Like, you, you'd never go and have chicken wings on a first date if you were a girl, right, for some I weird reason. I was that person because, obviously, I have a very limited palate, so I only eat things like spaghetti bolognese and lasagna. Things yeah. that are messy and, and beige. saucy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I have often had spaghetti spilled down my top or <laughs> red wine spilled down. I don't care about that kind of stuff at all. But you know some, some women do. Yeah, of course they do. So is it because that like their food is just sitting there going cold or they're, they're, being, they're not scoffing into their food and the men feel obliged to not waste the money and go, well, I best put that away? Sadly, I think they want to be seen to impress as in oh yeah I can eat this as well and then they eat a few mouthfuls and they realise I'm wearing a really tight dress and I don't want to look bloated I think that's it and it's very sad but I think that's I don't think the guys are doing it to impress I think the guys are just doing it just to eat see that's what I was thinking I don't think it's there to go and impress a lot I'm impressing her if I eat her food it's it's just are you having that and because when you're around men you'd never you'd know they'd never not finish their food but you know a girl is probably not going to finish her dish you're just like here give me that if you went to get a steak yeah. with a girl on a first date and maybe you'd eaten that day, maybe you just weren't that hungry and she milled through her steak and you couldn't finish it, would you not feel... I just hand her my balls and go, here, listen, this isn't working out. Here you, you go. Would, though, Thank you and good night. This sh- isn't going out. You shouldn't, but if you were saying, oh, I'm just a bit full, you probably wouldn't. I'm just feeling a bit bloaty, honey. I just don't know what it is. That time of the month again, is it? I eat so fast and I have been with boyfriends who have called me all sorts of names. Yeah. Food Hoover and the, and the likes. But like most of them could never finish their food. And I'd always finish my food. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it depends. All right, well. It's just because I eat a lot and I've, I'm hungry a lot. <laughs> but I wouldn't be trying to eat just to impress anyone. I don't think I would either. Unless it was like you were trying to do a food challenge. For some reason you went out on a date and you were having like finished this Whopper pizza in under half an hour. Then you'd be like, okay. But no, I just, I just eat to eat. I know, that's what I'm thinking. I'm just, like, just give me that. Just Maybe do- if you went to somewhere like, I don't know. Because you are always restaurant. talking as well. We're just eating. And while you're yeah, talking, am, the food goes cold. Like, I'll just have that, don't worry about it. No, I'm like one of the boys I'd be eating too. Lats, 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 lats. Yeah. When it comes to food, I am, I am not a lady. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Gav, will you see if you can get Polly on there with the, with the, the plus four four number? Because he's have to send this in a message. He goes, Polly here. I live and work in a pub. You live in a pub, and since we're closed, decided to crack out the PS4 on the big screen. What? Oh, nice. Send us in a picture of the PS4 on a big screen, living in a pub. Wow. Yeah, but you're you're on your own in the pub. Okay, but if you're going to be, a lot of people are on their own right now, just in normal lockdown quarantine houses and apartments. Would you rather not be in a pub? Yeah, I would actually. But I don't know how to pour a pint. You learn fairly quickly though, wouldn't you? Actually, you probably would. You'd be behind the bar. It's not that difficult. Just tilt the glass, pull the thing, job done, happy days. Um, yeah, that would be fun. And then you got the big screen, yeah. But live in the pub. Obviously, maybe there's... Is there many of you living there? Are you there on your own? Is it your own pub? So many questions, Polly, that we would like, we'd like to find out. Uh, we'll see if we can get them on, but there you go. Um, it looks like you're playing... Is it Grand Theft Auto on the PS4 on the big screen? Oh, did he send a picture? Did he sent a picture of the PlayStation hooked up to the big screen. One of my dreams in life, to have like a PlayStation hooked up to a cinema screen. Um, in a pub. Uh, yeah, in a pub. We had loads of pizza and food around, right? Uh, on the way next, we're going to have a quick recap of 
what happened last week on the show. We were trying to scam the scammers, basically. Or got an email saying, oh, hey, have you, got, have you applied for your money from the World Health Organization? They're giving families 50 grand. Now, that's not true. They are not doing that. But uh, people are using the COVID-19 pandemic to try and scam certain people out of money. Uh, we were emailing them back and forth last week. They asked for ID, so I sent on a picture of uh, a cat photoshopped onto an Irish driver's license, thinking that, okay, they have to know the game is up now. Uh, and they continued and said, we were approved for the loans, we were approved for the money, we were approved for the processes and all that stuff. So, um, uh, the co- communications went cold on Friday evening, unfortunately. So Friday night, we didn't hear anything back from them. Thought I had blown it because we were a little bit over the top talking about sending the money via carrier pigeons. Didn't really work out too well. I think they yeah. might have spotted the BS. But they're back, and we're back in touch with them. We'll have a little bit of a recap next here on FM 104. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. So there's a scam doing the rounds online where people are pretending to be distant relatives of yours on Facebook and they're private messaging you saying, hey, did you get your money from the World Health Organization? Myself and Saoirse decided to do here was email and see what happens. And we have a reply. This is the first email back. My name is Moore Blessing. I am the organization Clearinghouse Worldwide Promo Department Online Claim... <laughs> Will you please provide us your name to confirm if you can apply for the organization money? Question mark, question mark. Are they buying it? Are they buying the name? No. So they have asked for a name. I said, Rainless Goo, am I able to retrieve the monies? I asked. Please kindly hold on for a moment for me to confirm your name on the qualification for the 2020 organization clearinghouse qualifier database. And then we got an email back in full capital letters with seven exclamation marks. Congratulations! Um, no, Yay. this is amazing. Well everyone. Well this done. is great news. Raina Skew is going to get money. Raina Skew, it's just going from everything she touches turns to gold. So that has been the latest updates on our little bit of an email scam that was doing the rounds. And we were promised money and then Friday evening they wanted identification. So we sent them ID of a cat uh, a cat called Rainless Goo who was on an Irish driver's licence sent that to them and said yeah that's all fine happy days well done. Um, and then they were like right you just need to uh, pay us 500 quid to get your 50 grand or we can pay them up to 20,000 and we'll get a million quid. So I offered to, that we'd send them the money after we were paid or we send them the money via carrier pigeon and the communications died on Friday evening. Yeah, so we were finishing the show and I was hoping for a reply back before we before we had to leave because I didn't want to sleep on that knowing that maybe they were going to respond during the weekend and they didn't get back. No, they didn't get back. So then we followed up with an email saying, um, sorry, if someone could get back to me as soon as possible so I can begin the process, I am winner. Yeah, and in fairness, they had been writing back within seven minutes every time. Yeah, so this was a full day later and good news, folks, we finally got in touch from them. So this dodgy email account, they said, are you ready to pay the money and your package delivered to your house address because I have already forwarded your address and information to the deliver team to come and deliver to you. Excellent. They also said, is Western Union close to your address? I will send you the cashier address. You will send the payment via Western Union. Once your payment confirm, your money will be delivered to your destination as SAP. Uh, ASAP, ASAP. (laughs) So that's the last correspondence. And I was like, yes, please proceed. Then I hadn't heard anything. And I was like, hi, I'm disappointed that I did not hear from you in a while. Can someone speak to me? Blah, blah, blah. Today's emails. Just let me know how much you can afford to pay right now so that the delivery team will deliver your package money today. And I said, I can pay the 20,000. Can you complete? Then I said, can you please confirm when the delivery will be processed? Good morning. Once your payment of case file and shipping fees confirm on the database, 
the delivery will proceed as soon as possible. So that's the last email we have from them. Okay, well that that's promising, isn't it? Yeah, we're not we're we're not getting anywhere. I just wonder what what shall I reply to them now? What shall well, I say to them? They are replying. At least we've got their attention now. Yeah. Um, okay, I'll be like, how do, do I pay? Them... Yeah. Do you need to give them bank details? Um, they must be giving me bank details to transfer money across. Can I speak to someone on the phone, please? <laughs> This has been going on for like nearly far too a week long. now. Yeah, far too long. <laughs> so uh, we'll we'll wrap this up this evening. But uh, again, the way this started, by the way, if you haven't been, um, somebody posed as a distant relative on Facebook, and what they're doing is they're either cloning accounts or they're using your surname and building up a fake name with uh, what looks like an elderly distant relative and they start private messaging you and because you think it's a, a relative with the same surname they kind of start off the conversation going hey how's you how's everyone back in Ireland I hope you and your family are well they don't say anyone specifically and then you look at the surname kind of going oh they must be related to me that must be like yeah. the grand uncle I've completely forgotten about so you start entertaining them and then they tell you about this amazing money from the World Health Organization which is not true that's absolute BS and then they say email this dude and he will sort you out your money so we've been emailing the dude and calls himself Angent More Blessing. But he hasn't uh, he hasn't given us anything definite yet, but I wonder how many people have responded. Yeah, I wonder if anyone would, would, would fall for that. I mean, it's... Surely they do, or they wouldn't keep going. One of the, one of the greatest scams that I ever heard of before was a guy who got his ATM done, and they were following him home, and for some, whatever they had, they had his home phone number... And they followed him home from an ATM address. So they must have been watching him for ages. It was a really, really sophisticated, elaborate scam, right? And he had just gone to the ATM and he had walked home into his house, right? And then someone rang him from a landline, right? And they rang his number and said, hey, um, did you just use your ATM at, let's say, the, the oh, garage down the road from you? And he was like, yeah. and they pretended to be from his bank. And they went... Uh, he went, yeah, I did. Why? He goes, oh, we just have to realise that there's suspicious activity on it. We think your card's after being skimmed in the ATM. And um, can you just confirm a few details about your cards? Blah, 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 blah. Um, and, and you just confirm your name. Uh, and because they had his address, they were like, uh, they must have gone through it was rubbish, but they had his name and his address. They're like, is this your name? Uh, do you live here? Uh, and were you just at that ATM? So he completely thought that this was the yeah, support from the bank. So he did that and he was like, oh my God, what's after going on? They're like, listen, sorry, but there's a scam after happening and like five grand is after going out of your account. Um, what we need to do now is, is cancel your card, but we also, um, we're going to process that now, but you also need to give us your card as well so that we can figure out how exactly it was hacked and how, how the chip was, was taken and stuff like that. So he says, uh, so he was like, what will I do? He goes, okay, so what you need to do right now is hang up the phone and you need to ring the number on the back of the card for the customer support and uh, you'll be put through straight away to one of our colleagues because uh, we have your number, right? So he hangs up the phone and dials the, the number on the back of the card and someone answers the phone straight away and was like, hi, are you um, Joe Bloggs from this, from this address at this street? Did you just transfer money out of that, blah, blah, blah? And he's like, yeah, 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 I did. Um, and they were like, right, okay, yeah, your card's after been scammed, you're after like 500 quid or five grand's after been taken out of your account. And, and your man's obviously bricking it, kind of going, oh, no, no, what do I do? He goes, right, we've cancelled that card, we're issuing you a new one, but can you just send, we'll, we'll send a courier around the next hour to pick up that card and bring it back to our security team and we'll have a full report back with you in the next couple of days. We just need to know so we can improve and upgrade our systems. So half an hour, your man hangs up the phone. An hour later, 
uh, courier comes around, knocks on the door, going uh, to pick up a package for blah 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 bank. He hands over his card. He's after giving them all of his details over the phone, right? And two or three days later, he hears nothing from the bank, and his money's uh, more of his money's gone from his account when he checks it, right? Then he rings up his bank and goes, "Hi, I was speaking to someone during the week there, and um, they basically said that uh, my card was skimmed and um, my card was taken, and you guys took it and deactivated it." And they're like, uh, "No, we didn't." When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. So no one rang him. As in no one from... The, so, so what had happened was they followed him home and you know when they rang him from a landline? Yeah. They rang his landline, by the way, as well. His house phone. And they said, hang up and call the number on the back of the card. So obviously when you hang up on someone who's called you on a landline, the line doesn't go dead. So he thought he was putting in the number into the phone, making a new phone call. And then they just switched the guys on the other end of the phone and were like, oh, hey, are you this dude? Did you just take money out of this? Blah, 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 blah. So completely fooled him into thinking that he was speaking with his bank's security system and his security how, teams. How much do they get? Oh, they, they only got a couple of grand out of his account. They're only buying random things in the area they, they didn't clean them out of it but um, I think they got his very, money back but very smart by them oh, it was wasn't it God. terrifying like that's that's going to the extreme lengths like you said if someone is on the phone to you they know your name and address yeah you wouldn't really think twice would you and if they knew what ATM you were just at and they were ringing your house phone you'd be kind of like oh yeah and then be like here just confirm all the details of the card so we can cancel it yeah is this it yeah and yeah you just hand it all over and then you realise he was suddenly done um, so, so listen, if we do get to 50 grand, as I said, uh, there is this scam doing the rounds uh, trying to take advantage of people during the uh, pandemic and the lockdown. So if someone is pretending to be a distant relative, they may be trying to scam you. And this is another reason why you don't have to talk to a distant relative because you could say, ah, oh, thought you were a scammer. Sorry. That's a really good idea, actually. Yeah. Oh, that oh, great so aunt that you have over in God knows where that you don't want to talk to yeah, or connect with. Cork or somewhere. Uh, so that's the crack if they do get back to us this evening by the way if we hear anything more back from our scammer friends um, we will let you know as 
FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Shalon. Just got in a WhatsApp from uh, an Irish guy who's over in London living in a bar and he sent us in this video. Here we are, lads. The old fire lit. Need for speed on the big screen. Here's the old bar. Not a drop of nothing on the shelves. Absolutely nothing. But we do have FM 104 on the surround system. On the lads. Well done. Happy days. That so. sounds like the dream. Yes. <laughs> you need that for your pub. Oh, God. Uh, so, yeah, you obviously work, work in the old bar trade, but are you, are they, do you think they're sleeping there. on the counters? Uh, unbelievable. Listen, uh, let us know here getting on. I hope you're all uh, safe and well and stuff over there. And why, how long are you over in London? So many questions. So it says two others living with me, living the life in London, and of course got you guys in the surround system. No kegs tapped up, but pl- <laughs> plenty of bottles. Uh, we won't tell the manager. We won't say anything to anyone about that, but God. I well, for some. the knows that you're actually stuck inside the pub. Now, I'm living the there. They were closing. He, they were like, yeah, cool. You just keep the key, and sure, I'll talk to you in three months <laughs> when it's all over. <laughs> he tells the missus, oh, I have to stay in work. Trapped to stay just in case anyone breaks in. I was like, what's going on? Um, yeah, so living in the bar, squatting in the bar, who knows? But listen, uh, there are worse, a hell of a lot of worse places to be stuck in uh, in lockdown. So uh, happy days. Thanks for that. And who, sorry, who was that for? Oh, Polly, by the way. Hi, Polly. Uh, Need for Speed. It wasn't Grand Theft Auto, it was Need for Speed. Is that the latest one, by the way? Because I got the, the Need for Speed on the play, PlayStation 4 as well. Great old game. Um, cool. Listen, on the way, we have to. Uh, we have to go to Dr. Jennifer Wider, by the way. She'll be telling you why you might look a little bit more like your dad than you do of your ma. That's to do with your genetics. Apparently, you express more of them from your father than you do from your mother. So our resident Monday night medical expert, Dr. Jennifer Wider, she is going to be on the line next here on FM 104. FM 104's Room 104 podcast with Cormac Moore and Sir Long. FM 104, Cormac and Saoirse here with you for this beautiful Monday evening. And uh, joining us every Monday on the show, we always like to bring on our resident medical expert, Dr. Jennifer Wider. Doctor, what's the story? How's you? Hi. Hi, everybody. I'm good. Thank you. Doing well. Going a little stir crazy. Yeah, I see uh, some some of your other uh, fellow citizens are going a little bit extra crazy uh, at the moment. (laughs) They're uh, threatening to run down doctors and nurses in the street and bringing their guns out. But sure, you know what? Each to their own, I suppose. Americans. That's right. It's a free country. (laughs) Yep. Crazy Americans everywhere. So it's a pleasure living here during times like this. Oh, boy. I, I I think, you know, I think people are used to not being told what to do. And ironically, a lot of these same people are, you know, the the people that are telling women what to do with their bodies and they're telling different, you know, football players that they need to stand during the Pledge of Allegiance, you know, on, on, yeah. on the games. But yeah. then when their liberties get messed up, they're the first to cry, it's the land of the free. It's very interesting. It's an yeah. interesting dichotomy here. Um, <laughs> it'll be fun to see how that um, rolls on. But but anyway, speaking of, uh, well, not speaking of, of that, we'll speak of something completely different tonight (laughs) i believe we're talking about genetics we are this is a very interesting topic for those of us that are stuck inside and now reading random things you might be picking up your latest copy of the human genome project which was first published in 2003 so about (laughs) 17 years ago right yeah there were these international researchers that worked on this project and they published their findings and it was for the first time that we we realized like just 
how many genes made up human beings. And we learned a lot about different segments of our DNA and, and what they mean and what we inherit and, and all sorts of other things that put us at risk for different diseases. So yeah. an interesting article that Sersha had, had seen and now we're going to talk about is how we may actually, genetically speaking, be more like our dad than our mom. I know we get half and half, don't we? We're half, we get half our genes or our DNA from our uh, both of our parents equally. So you'd think we were a, a split down the middle. Correct. And, and that's absolutely correct. So if you look at like a bio lesson, if we were to give a lesson in genetics right now, as human beings, we get one copy of each gene from our mom and one from our dad. Um, and the same is true for all mammals too, by the way. So, and it doesn't mean that mom and dad's genes are equally active in creating who we are. And that's what the study showed. So even though we get one gene, you know, we're split down the middle of both mom and dad's genes. This study actually showed us that we have a predisposition of getting created or the genetic expression is more on our paternal side than our maternal side. And what's what's really funny is when I initially had, you know, I have three kids, and when I initially had my first daughter, my mother-in-law, who's really a piece of work, for lack of a better word, <laughs> had said right when my <laughs> right when my daughter was born, she looks exactly like her dad, you know. Yeah. And that, and then she said to me, and this is why this is why women don't leave their husbands, and husbands don't leave their wives. Actually, she said this is why husbands don't leave their wives because because the firstborn looks exactly like dad, which right. is, you know so ridiculously not found in any science. And I used to roll my eyes at her, but after seeing this study, you know, maybe there's some truth to this. But you so, often hear some people look like their dad and then other siblings look like their mom. Definitely. And I, and I think, you know, when it comes to what our, what our phenotype looks like, what we look like on the outside, we definitely see that. You know, you may have your mom's eyes, you may have your dad's lips, the bridge of the nose may come from people from your maternal side. What this study really means, and it's sort of funny to, you know, think about what we look Look like and if we you know play the piano well and that's coming from our mom's side what this study really showed was that and it was in mouse models so it it's you know it's some of it is left up to the imagination but when it comes to what our genetic risk of disease is it is more inherited from the dad's side and you know so this sort of takes this talk a little bit to a serious side. So what I always tell people when I'm giving lectures is that it's really, really important to know your family risk of disease, right? So even when we're young, even when we're in our 20s or our 30s, and we're not really thinking about what diseases are prevalent in our families, it's always really important to have a sense of what diseases run in our families. And according to the study, it's even more important to know what is coming from the paternal side. So, and the reason that we need to know that, so let's say that your dad or your father's father or some on your dad's line had heart disease, for example, and you're now in your 20s and 30s and, you know, you're not really paying attention to going to the doctor regularly and worrying about your heart disease risk factors. It's one reason that we, you should have that on your radar screen because there are lifestyle risks and different things that can be changed, changeable yeah. risk factors that can prevent you from having diseases that may run in your family. And it's usually the dad's side you'd have to kind of keep an eye on. Right. And I think it's important to, you know, it's certainly important to look at both sides, you know, like Cormac said originally is very important. We do, we are a 50-50 split. But when it comes to like a father having high cholesterol, for example, let's say high cholesterol runs in his family and you think that there's a 50% chance that your child is not going to have that because it doesn't run on the mom's side. This study is saying that it may be a little bit more than 50% that you may have a right. little bit more of a risk of high cholesterol because it runs on the paternal side. That's weird. So and that's again coming down from, from genetics because as you mentioned, there's going to obviously, I can imagine there'll be some... Uh, some people look
look the same because maybe they eat the same and don't do as much work so they wound up getting whether it's you know they both look slightly round or you know you come from an insanely fit family and everyone looks lean and chiselled and all that kind of stuff so I imagine there's also the environmental and, and social how you've been um, what's the word I'm looking for conditioned maybe with their 100%. habits and their feeding habits and stuff like that right and of course that's an absolutely smart point like you know we can have a genetic predisposition to certain diseases but there are things and that's why knowing your family family history is so important because there are behavioral and lifestyle changes that you can make that aren't going that are going to you know overwhelm your genetic predisposition so let's say somebody is very fit and exercises regularly and has a risk for high cholesterol and sometimes even if you eat really well and you're very lean and chiseled as you as you mentioned you can still have high cholesterol no matter what your diet is because it runs in your family it's it's a condition called familial hypercholesterolemia and while that sounds like a mouthful it just means family risk of high cholesterol yeah doctors like to you know sound like a harry potter well, they gotta they gotta justify so they, their fees don't they so they can't be using <laughs> ordinary language they gotta use fancy rich words <laughs> exactly so so we, we slap a really fancy name on it, but what it means is that, you know, you have high cholesterol running in your family, but it's not it's not because of what you're eating. It's because of the way that your your body is made. You're, you just have a predisposition, predisposition for high cholesterol. And what that means is somebody who has this, who is conscious of what they're eating, conscious of how much exercise they're doing, may need to take a cholesterol-lowering drug so this doesn't become a heart risk factor. But doing all of those preventative things will stop them from having a heart attack. So let's say that heart attacks run on the dad's side of the family. You have high cholesterol. Knowing those risk factors is going to empower you to take charge of your health so that you never have a heart attack. Um, and that's why it's so important to know all of this. But there are other really, really interesting things, right? So sometimes mom and dad can both have brown eyes, but the baby gets blue eyes, which is always so weird. And then they're like, you know, it's Aunt Edna that had the blue eyes or it's like or the milkman. Milk yeah. yeah, I was just going to say the <laughs> <laughs> right. So the, the funny thing is about certain traits, right? Are they dominant or recessive? And now I'm probably going to, you know, you guys are going to have a seizure thinking back to being in grade school of studying this stuff. But dominant and recessive genes are, are, are another type of gene that you can inherit from your parents. And so if you ever remember those, if you, I don't know if you guys did this, but they were called Mendelian genetic charts where you no. would scratch out like big B, little B, big B, little B. And so you cross-reference those charts almost like a tic-tac-toe board and you found that you have 25% chance if you're a child with parents who have big B, little B. The big B is brown and the little B is blue, but the big B is going gonna, is gonna to be what gives the brown eyes and the parents. Mm. But the fact that they were hybrids, th that they do have blue eyes running in their family, and it has to be on both sides, by the way. The little B goes into one of the boxes, which gives you a 25% chance of having blue eyes as a child, you know, as your child having blue eyes, which is really interesting because sometimes you have kids that have a completely different complexion or even a brother and sister in a family that look completely different yeah. based on whether these dominant or recessive genes become, you know, can express themselves. Uh, and do we do we have any idea, like, what? why certain ones will or won't get expressed? Like, is there any, do we know why, as you said, in that situation, is it still up to chance or do we have any idea why it happens? Completely chance, which is what's so interesting, yeah. right? So that's why those charts are so fascinating. Like in grade school, you know, in biology, we used to do this where we would chart different types of traits and you can even ask, you know, you can try to figure out what your parents have. Let's say 
a parent had a parent, you know, your grandparents had brown eyes and blue eyes, and then your mom has brown eyes. So your mom is a big B, little B. Now, let's say both of her parents had brown eyes, then she's probably, it's, it's possible that either the grandparent is big B, little B, or two big Bs, and then you don't have a chance of having a blue eye expressed. So it is, it's almost like basically flipping a coin and what ends up getting expressed. And the same thing is true for genetic diseases, right? You can have people that are carriers of genetic disease, but their children will never get it just based on chance. Um, and that's what genetics is like. And so, you know, it, in so what I've seen like in a lot of genetics and a geneticist will help families that may have types of diseases running in their family, for example, like a predisposition to breast cancer or a family risk of breast cancer. And as we know, like for people that study breast cancer, 10% of breast cancers are thought to be genetic. The other 90% of them are not. So they're, as Cormac said, multifactorial or different environmental, social, different factors run into it. That That's the truth for breast cancer, but 10% of those are going to be genetic, which means that you are going to be able to inherit those from different family members. And sometimes people are just carriers and you never get it. But just knowing that you potentially could get it, you could see a geneticist and then now have blood testing based on that human genome project that shows whether you're at risk or not, because they've been able to map different genes that are at risk. So it's an absolutely fascinating field, but but there are fun sides to it too. I wanted to run through some crazy facts about genes that we might not have never realized. Mm, yeah, please. Okay, so this is very interesting. I don't know if you guys remember that American actress named Elizabeth Taylor. Remember? So, all right, Cormac, do you know who that is? Uh, yeah, yeah, follow her on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> so she was a Hollywood icon years and years ago. She used to be friends with Michael Jackson just to put her in, like, some sort of context for people. But, you know, she was huge. Like, my parents were really into her. But she had these two rows of eyelashes. She was born with them. So oh, weird. she was known for, in Hollywood, she was known for this insane, like these beautiful eyes. And this was before, you know, that Maybelline and Revlon came out with these voluminous, voluminous eyelashes or fake eyelashes for that matter that a lot of, you know, American models on the runway are putting these uh, like magnetic eyelashes on now. That's really in right now. You put on this magnetic glue and then you magnetically put on giant eyelashes. The stuff Before any of this. this is ridiculous. Have you ever seen that? Yeah. They're huge here as well. The, the, what? Magnetic yeah. eyelashes are here? Yeah. Ah, come okay, on now. Right. You can reuse them, you see. You can go on a night out and then take them off like you would, you know, a contact lens. Oh. And reuse, right. It's really handy. And, and you know what else is funny? They're selling stuff. There was a glaucoma medicine that they used in elderly people to help glaucoma. It was drops, eye drops placed in. And as a side effect, it accidentally got on the lash. And then they had these elderly men and women had these very long eyelashes. <laughs> It's nuts. So what happened was some of these companies took that compound in the glaucoma medicine ah. and now like re, re you know reinstituted it into mm. a eye, eyelash boost that they're charging a fortune for and people can grow their eyelashes and that's really big here also. But Elizabeth Taylor had a genetic uh, mutation that caused two rows of eyelashes. And she was one of those people that basically, you know, just looked like had these beautiful eyes and everyone used to comment on her eyes, but it was really a genetic mutation. And there are people that have strange things like this that may be, you know, in the beauty field that other people are dying to get. Sometimes mm. it's a genetic mutation. The other weird thing is on a genetic level, all human beings are more than 99% identical. Right. Okay. So we, we all have a lot more in common than we're inclined to believe, right? So more than 99% of our genes are exactly the same from one person to the other. So the diversity that we see within the human population, 
like height and eye color and blood type are all due to genetic differences in hair color and what our hair looks like that account for less than 1%, which is so crazy if you think about it. And then, of course, you know, it reminds me of those concerts that we're playing now about how we're all in this together and we're all one. We all are one. These mm. concerts that are going on during this COVID-19 pandemic. Lady Gaga just did one. You know, there's, there, you know she doesn't realize and it's a big genetic joke because the truth is, like, we're 99% identical, all of us. So very, very interesting. The other, the other weird fact is that genes can disappear or break as species evolve. So there are certain mammals that are able to biologically produce their own vitamin C in their body. And that was due to certain mammals missing part of the gene and they would become like uh, vitamin C deficient. Yeah. And then as the as the species evolves, they now can produce vitamin C in-house based on the fact that uh, dur- during evolution, this specific species was particularly low in vitamin C. That's which insane. Which is so Imagine we didn't have to pay for vitamin C tablets. That'd be amazing. <laughs> don't tell the big right. pharma companies that. They'll be like, oh, hang on now. Yeah, what's Same going on? Yeah. I always find these evolution things to be very strange because it's always like, why don't we see these species evolve in our lifetime, you know? Yeah, I know. I've right? always wondered that. It's like, well, how come? When are we Because I know there's still a, a certain group of people who don't believe in evolution and they still think it's God's magic wand that came down and made everyone in seven days, right? And, and obviously they they always throw back to that thing. It's like, well, how could how could this evolve? This is clearly a sign of you know a designer as opposed to a random evolution. Right, right, exactly. And it's hard to prove because you know you're wondering why like certain things don't disappear and we can just see them. Mm. Like, you know, why the dog doesn't lose the fourth part of the paw or why we need a pink. Yeah, when are we going to get a wings? why do men have nipples? That, that's another <laughs> yeah. thing that's weird. <laughs> why do men have nipples? Exactly. They should disappear already. <laughs> they wouldn't right, look weird, though, would it not? Just, like, skin, flat skin, no nipples? Some men also It's so moves. bizarre, though. Like, what is the purpose of male nipples, if you think about it? Yeah, true, Sirish, actually, to just yeah. compliment the moob. To be fair, there's yeah. some people that have bigger moobs than, than we do. We, we can actually do that, like, the man boobs. We can do that one week. Oh, we, we oh, should. The evolution of the should. man boobs. We'll put that on the to-do list. <laughs> All right. One other weird thing I wanted to mention genetically is that if you look at different types of species... Elephants have the lowest rate of cancer out of any mammal in the history of the world. And they, they and they've been studied for a long time wondering if the cure for cancer actually lies in the genetics of an elephant. And what's very strange is that uh, researchers call it a zombie gene. In 2018, researchers from the University of Chicago found that there was a cancer suppressing gene in elephants that basically suppressed any runaway like uh, cell that was turning into cancer. So For example, like if a body gets cancer, you usually have a cell that doesn't behave in the laws of cellular genetics. So it starts to replicate itself, similar to what we know for a virus replicating itself, right? Mm -hmm. So if we get like COVID-19, it's going to start to replicate in our nasopharynx or in our nose. Once we're inhaling it, there are many copies of it. In cancer, the same thing is true. You may get like a runaway cell that now doesn't listen to, you know, the laws of the body and it starts to replicate and it's a bad cell. It's a cell gone awry. Then you start to develop cancria. In elevator, something that they deemed a zombie gene that suppresses cancer growth, which is absolutely fascinating. So if you look at the number of elephants that actually die from the disease, it pales in comparison to human beings or any other animal in the, in the uh, 
you know, animal kingdom. So it's, it's absolutely fascinating. And that's all from genetics. It's a gene that actually protects them from cancer. And, and the issue is that can we replicate that gene for everybody else so that we can have cancer suppressing genes? And this is for any type of cancer, right? Like there's so many different types of cancer that uh, elephants suffer from none of them. I mean, you're going to have uh, you're going to have the vegetarians and the vegans claiming that it's their plant based diet that does it all, yes, nothing to do with their genetics. Right, but then you would see it in other. You would absolutely see that in other animals that were vegetarians oh, as well. Yeah. You don't. Oh. If you yeah. think about it, though, elephants are very relaxed. Yes, they're never they forced to go anywhere. Well, they're the nicest. They're the nicest animals. They really are. So they could potentially hold the, every time. The, they could <laughs> potentially be holding the cure for some cancers anyway, at least. Yes, definitely. Definitely. The other thing I wanted to tell you guys is according to the study that I looked at, a music gene or like a wanderlust gene, a gene that inspires people to travel or a gene that like uh, uh, makes you more musical than others, they, they, that isn't really a single gene. It's not controlled by a single gene. You may have a genetic predisposition, right? So let's say you're like Pink's daughter or your, you know, Lady yeah. Gaga's offspring, or some amazing cellist like Yo-Yo Ma, you may you may have a predisposition, but it isn't one single gene that you inherit. And let's say you're pink, you're more likely to get the non-music gene from the husband because of what we talked about before, and you may be completely, like, you know, Oh, no. Down. <laughs> so you, you want to have why, a musical father to right, play exactly, the cards right. That's right. Sometimes you'll see these really attractive, like, women that marry, like, these less attractive male musicians. And I, I don't want to get hate mail from this, but, like, Chrissy Brinkley and... Uh, Billy Joel, for example, yeah, and then yeah. their kids all look like Billy Joel, which is just such a travesty. <laughs> if you think about it. Do you know right? what? Actually, prime yeah. example of this is Bruce Willis and Demi Moore. They're the 100%. image of him. What's wrong with yes. Bruce Willis? He looks great. He's, he's handsome as a guy, but when that's a girl, a girl version of him. Okay. No, it's true, and. They, they, one of them remotely looks like Demi Moore, but then in the shape of his head. Yeah. So it's like Mr. Potato Head on, like, Demi Moore's body. I, I agree with you. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But Jennifer, before you go, I want to ask, is, it, is there any truth to the fact that, you know, how long your parents live is how long you're going to live? Well, the reason there is truth to that is because of the predisposition to certain diseases. It goes back to what we were initially talking about, right? So our parents have inherited certain genes that may put them at risk for different diseases. Knowing now what we, you know, living in 2000, you know, 20, 2020, living in 2020 puts us at such a tremendous advantage because not only do we know what our parents were at risk for so much more than 50 years ago, but we can either take medication or we can change our lifestyle to lower our risk for disease. And so can our parents. So let's say you had grandparents that died of an early myo myocardial infarction or an early heart attack. There I am throwing the heavy word on there. <laughs> um, like a heart attack. Say you had a grandparent who died from a heart attack. Your parent can recognize that they may be at risk for heart disease based on certain risk factors and change them. And that's what's so exciting about being alive right now because we, we are aware of what our risk factors are and we have the power to change it. And that's, and that's why knowing your family history of disease is really, really, really important. Well, well listen, that's good to know because you know the way you hear some people that their parents or grandparents lived till they were 100 and never had any yeah. illnesses. And you're like, oh, my grandparents died when they were 70. <laughs> so you're like, right. does that mean that I'm going to die when I'm 70? And, and you know, and the, the other thing to mention for this, Sersha, is that as, as medicine evolves, you know, and, and as we are born later and later than our grandparents who were born, you know, 
much earlier than us and they didn't have the same medical advances or the same, you know, it just didn't evolve the same way. For example, it's a perfect reason why the 1918 Spanish flu took out so many more people than COVID-19 will because we have medical evolution of technology where we have, you know, intubation and respiratory and all sorts of treatment that can help people in respiratory distress in a different way than in 1918. And so, you know, that changes things as well. It's not a death sentence knowing that, you know, of a grandparent who died prematurely. Um, But it is important to know what their risk factors are because there are people predisposed to have a predisposition to certain cancers that you can screen for or people that have a predisposition to a heart attack or stroke. And those are lifestyle changes that you can make. You're more at risk for a heart attack if you're overweight, if you have high cholesterol, if you have, you know, if you have diabetes and you can change all of that um, and treat it and keep it under control. And then you lower your risk for having, you know, a serious event that could be potentially fatal. And on that beautiful note of death, we will <laughs> on wrap that very it up bright there. Note. <laughs> yeah. Listen, get up off the couch and go out for your old 5K run if you're doing that. Listen, as always, Dr. Wider, it's an absolute pleasure. Go follow her on Instagram and Twitter. It's at Dr. Wider, D-R-W-I-D-E-R. And we will chat to you very soon, Jennifer. Thanks so many for popping on again. Thanks, guys. Have a Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.